Hello and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. My name is Delton. I'll be your host this evening. With me today, as usual, is my wife, Haley. Hello there. It is actually Haley's birthday week this week. It's my birthday month. Thank you very much. Birthday month, birthday day, birthday year, basically. She uh, shoves it in my face constantly. But it is November 29th, just before this podcast releases. So you should tweet at her and tell her happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I do enjoy cat pictures for my birthday presents. All the cat pictures in the world. Dozens of cat pictures. Gallons of cat pictures. This is episode 28. A murder of cat pictures. Thank you. (laughs) This is episode 28 of the Malthouse Games podcast. We are a tabletop games podcast where we talk about board games, card games, role-playing games, and things like that. That's our hobby. That's what we talk about, as well as beer. What are we drinking today, Delty Poo? The first beer today, this is from Aldi. So Aldi is a grocery store chain out of Germany, and we have one here. It's fantastic. Since the laws changed, which we've talked about in past episodes, we have beer there now. So this is their Independence Harbor Amber Ale. It is ale with honey added. It says, forget the tea, drink the ale. It is 5.5% alcohol by volume. And it's $5.60 a six-pack. It's definitely an affordable beer. Aldi has this weird beer selection. So they have like this. This is a amber ale with honey. But then they also have a lot of beers that are not the brand name beers, but you know that the brand name beers. For example, you all might be familiar with a beer brand called or beer style called Schinerbach. Well, Aldi has a beer that has a goat on the front of it, not a ram, a goat. And the name of the beer is just Bach. What do you think that's for, Delton? They are definitely trying to cash in on that similarity. It's just like how every single off-brand tries to mimic the look and like typeface and design elements of the name-brand items. And the beer does the same thing. It's like I buy Coco Rice, which looks like a ripoff of Coco Krispies, because it is, even though I think it's better. And cheaper. Thank you, Aldi. And cheaper. And stays crunchier longer. Woo! But they definitely try to rip those graphic design elements because it looks familiar and it makes you comfortable and they do the same thing with the beers but this one is actually a specialty craft beer quote unquote from aldi which i don't know how crafty you can get for five dollars and sixty cents but this is not a knockoff to my knowledge i don't think it is it's just very normal we've drank it the other day then again it does have the boston tea party like painted on the label so this might be like a sam adams knockoff of some sort honestly that makes perfect sense if it is which is kind of awesome That's a Sam Adams knockoff. I think that is, but I think it's a lot better, which is funny. To $5.60 a six-pack. $5.60. It's a light beer. has a very light mouthfeel. It's got a nice amber color to it. It's not too dark. It's real pretty. The taste is more in-depth than any kind of light lager. It has a Sierra Mist-style carbonation. Like a really highly carbonated? Yeah, like the little bubbles. Mm Mm-hmm. It does have a does have uh, small bubbles, a lot of carbonation, but not overly so. Tiny bubbles. But it's good. I mean, for the price of the six-pack, for 5.5% a beer, it's solid. God bless Aldi, and God bless America. Thank you. But it's Haley's birthday week, so we've done birthday things. We went and watched the Freddie Mercury movie. Only cried three times, only one time for a cat. Bohemian Rhapsody. It was very good. I'm not a big Queen fan. Because you're a communist. But it was a very good movie. I thought it was very well done. I have since watched a few videos 
of the main actor talking about kind of how he developed uh, his mannerisms. And if you watch any interview with Freddie Mercury, it's like spot on. He did a very, very good job playing that role. I just want to point out the guy who played Brian May. It's like you took Brian May from 1973 and be like, hey, man, you want to come to the future for like six months while you film something? He's like, all right, sounds cool. And then he comes and he films it and it's great. It seriously looks like Brian May just young. They did. That guy was like a perfect pick. To the last strand of hair in his curls. Exactly. But we watched that. We played some games with some friends and just had a good time all around. It was a great birthday. I'm really, really grateful for the people that I have in my life. Oh, definitely. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Speaking of birthday, Delton got me an expansion to a new board game. I got her. Board games that I have. I got her Tuscany Essential Edition, which is the expansion to Viticulture Essential Edition, because everyone says it is a like requirement or a necessity for that game and that it improves it and makes it so much better, even though we love it already. So if Tuscany really improves it that much, it's going to be a staple in our collection and will never leave ever, which I don't think it would anyway. You may be the best person in this household to make mead, but I am the best to make wine. We have also made mead. It's sitting next to us in the carboy. That's for Christmas this year. Uh, We're kind of in a rush to get it clarified in time to bottle. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be as close as I can do it in the short amount of time we gave ourselves, which is our own fault. But honey's expensive. It's very expensive. But what are you going to do? There's not much you can do. I feel like it's been forever since we've did a podcast, but then I was thinking, it's literally been since about November 5th or 6th since we've recorded last. We recorded right after one released, before BGGCon, so yeah. Before I went to Canada. Yeah, so we were ready, like two weeks ahead of that one, and this is almost two weeks after that, so yeah, it's been a while. I have so many stories to tell. I've called the cops so many times over the last few weeks. That's also true. Gas leak, fire on the side of the road. Clinical emergencies. Just everything. Just calling to say hi. Basically, that's it. But it's been a good time. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit special. It's probably going to end up being a little shorter. At least I hope so for editing purposes. Probably not, because we got stories to tell. That's true. But we're not going to talk about one game this episode. Instead, we are going to talk about Haley's trip to Canada and my trip to Dallas to BGGCon. Hey, what can I get you? I'd like a topic. Any special way? Make it a top shelf topic. Coming up. Enjoy. So, I went to Canada, and it was great. The end. That's where I got my poutine socks from. That is where you got your poutine socks from. It's also where I had vegan poutine, and I went to a cat cafe in Montreal, and I only cried twice. Just twice. I cried upon entering and sitting down, and then near the end, whenever a kitty cat brushed against my leg, I teared up a little bit because I was so happy to see him with his toys. There's a hilarious picture. I'll have to find it and post it of Haley just tearful with food in front of her at a cat cafe. And uh, it's hilarious. Happy as a clam. Happy as a clam. But I wanted to tell a story when we first got to Montreal. So my sister, I don't know if I've spoken much about her, but my sister is two years younger than me, still lives out in Elk City, America, making her life with her little baby Lakin and her hubby. And we're close, but we are the exact opposite human beings. They are definitely opposite. Haley is the... I want to go to college, and I like to read all the time, and I'm a nerd, and Riley's the like, I'm just going to learn shit, and I'm going to do good at my job, and I'm going to be a badass, and that's basically it. So Haley's like the nerdy one, and Riley's like the jock, almost. Like, Riley will pour you a glass of wine and put a boot on your throat in the same three minutes. That's exactly it. 
I've been out of the country a few times. It was, Canada was actually my 10th country to visit. And for Riley, she had been to Mexico. She'd never been anywhere else inside the United States. And so we were kind of talking before we went on the trip, you know, how different it is. And I think I had mentioned that French is difficult to learn and that, you know, you don't pronounce half the letters, but I know I kind of mentioned it in passing and it was not really something like we were learning together. It's just like, man, French is so difficult. I don't even think I'm going to try and learn anything. Well, we get off the plane and we hail a cab and we get into the cab with this dude. He's actually from Algeria, which was an old French colony. And I could go on about this for like 20 minutes because I've watched a lot of movies on it due to my terrorism class. But anyway, we're sitting in this cab with this guy and he speaks French, speaks a little bit of English. And so just enough to kind of tell him where we're going. And the guy says, where are you going? And Riley goes, Place de Arms Hotel. And the guy goes, I'm sorry. And I was like, Riley. She goes, it's the Place de Arms Hotel. And I'm like, Riley. And the guy goes, I don't understand. And Riley pulls out her phone and shows him the name. He goes, Place de Arms Hotel? Place de Arms Hotel. Sounds like French, just leaving out letters. Just leaving out letters. And Riley's like, oh, shit. I was like, I told you, they don't, they don't pronounce all the letters. But I was like, man, we are definitely Americans in this moment. I've never felt more American than in that moment. Not only American, but Oklahoman, which doesn't help. It's like we're nice about it, but we're nice in our ignorance. Right. And it's still <laughs> ignorance, which is hilarious. And all that Riley's done, I mean, I couldn't pronounce no, it no, any it's better. Just, it's being in another country that speaks French is like the, one of the two main languages, if not the main language. It's such a <laughs> different thing. It didn't really click until that point. But that was our very first experience in Canada. We spent the rest of the trip just basically meandering along the streets, getting lost, going to museums, drinking beer, went to the same tavern three times because they had cheap food and really good beer and you could buy flights for like $5, the American dollars more than the Canadian dollar at this time. So it was a fairly inexpensive trip. It was just really fun. It was me, my best friend Mackenzie, and then my sister Riley. And we just did a bunch of hood rat stuff without no mans. And we came back and were asleep by 9 o'clock each night after watching TLC stupid shows. And that was Haley's Canada trip. It was great. It sounds like a great trip, though. I really want to go to Montreal and just go to Canada in general. I mean, I know there's a lot of different regions and a lot of them have different cultural influences on them. And the scenery's different and the cities are different. But I think it would be very fun to take a trip across Canada just to see you know, our cousin to the north or brother to the north or sister to the north, whatever. I guess it'd be a sister to the north, wouldn't it? I don't know. It reminds me a lot of the anime Hitalia. Did it ever make you watch that? Yes, you did. Multiple times. So Hitalia, for you all who don't know, for you uncultured swine, it is an anime which each episode is about five minutes long. And all of the characters play countries and their relationships are basically World War II. So Germany is very strong and America hates Germany and Germany hates America. And Italy keeps hanging on Germany's coattails. Every once in a while throughout the series, somebody will be talking and address Canada as the United States, and Canada is too polite to correct them. And that fits in perfectly? Fits in perfectly. That's awesome. Well, it's nice you had fun in Canada. One day, hopefully, I will get to go and see some stuff and do some things. Hope so, too. That's our next trip. That is our next trip. So, so where did you go, Delty Poo? When Haley got back from Canada, it was Monday. I got to see her Monday night. We got to spend Tuesday morning and evening together outside of work. And then Wednesday morning, she said goodbye. And I took off down to Dallas uh, early in the, or I guess like a late morning, like 10 o'clock. Yeah, I left early. You, you left later. So I was going to Dallas to BGG Con, which is Board Game Geek Con. So Board Game Geek, if you don't know, is like the premier website, even though it looks super old and outdated. 
It's the main website for board games, keeping track of statistics, people that enjoy rating things, rate games on there, and so forth. BGGCon is known as like the playing con. It's where you go to play games with people. That's what it is. They have a rental library, uh, which is essentially you walk in, you pick a game, they scan it, it hooks to your badge, basically. You go play it, you bring it back, and you get a different game. The library is like 3,000 games or something ridiculous like that. It's a lot. But I went down and got to the hotel and got all my stuff sorted, put my stuff in the drawers, kind of, you know, settled in. And I decided to go down and just kind of walk around. There wasn't a lot going on. The vendor hall was not open until Thursday. And so I kind of looked around the hall, didn't really do a whole lot. I didn't know anybody there at the time. Gates wasn't in. Uh, I was rooming with Alan from Tuesday Night Games. He wasn't in. I didn't know anybody that was there. I did a lot of walking around, kind of looking at stuff. I ended up playing a dexterity game. Some people invited me to play because I was watching them. It's called Bambolio, I believe, or Bambulio. It's a really neat, like, balancing game. Well, played with them a little bit, got talking to them, and they were going to a pitch card tournament that night. And I said, well, that sounds cool. Like, I've always wanted to play pitch car. Let's do it. So I signed up, got in the pitch car tournament, last three spots on the board. I was one of them. Pitch car is a blast. It's a dexterity game where you're flicking these discs that are cars, and you have to race and be the first to win three laps, basically. They had super cool tracks built with ramps and jumps and tight spots and loop-de-loops and all kinds of crazy stuff. But it was a really, really fun time. Thursday rolled around, and this is where I'm a first-timer at BGGCon. I'm alone. I don't have my wife, who is my social crutch, and I don't have any friends there yet. You say you're you're a butterfly? Yes. Oh, you're the social butterfly? Butterfly. All right. No longer a capitalier. Thank you. I don't have any friends there at this point in time, so... Thursday is a day where I walk around, I go through the vendor hall, I pick up two games, and then I walk around some, and I look at people playing games, and I walk around some more, and then I sit in the hotel room and I watch The Office for most of the day. Now, this is my summary of BGGCon. If you go with a group of friends, BGGCon is awesome. You go, you play games, you hang out with your friends, you get to try new games, try old games, meet new people. It's just a convention where you play and hang out and meet everyone. But if you go without anybody there, and you're like me, and you have a little social anxiety, it feels like a lot of pressure, and it's not quite the experience you want it to have. Now, that is me. That's my own personal thing. I felt when you walk in a room with thousands of people, like 2,000 people playing board games, there's this feeling of social pressure that if you're not playing a game, you've wasted time and money. It's kind of how it felt. But Once Alan got there that evening, we started hanging out. We played some games, got to hang out with Sean. The next day, me and Alan palled around. I got to hang out and play games with Donald, Nikki Schultz, uh, Paul Dean from Shut Up and Sit Down. And we just hung out. It improved the experience significantly. And so I think going with a friend to BGGCon is definitely what you have to do. Or at least have friends you're meeting there that are basically going to be your home base. Because if you go by yourself and you're not super social, It's going to feel like a lot of pressure. There's a lot of anxiety that comes from it. And sometimes you'll do what I did, which is watch The Office for like five hours straight in your hotel room. So that's the one thing with BGGCon. Aside from that, which is, like I said, my own personal thing, BGGCon's awesome. It's just where you go to play games. And we even talked about, I think we're going to go next year together. I think we're going to try to go next year because with me and Haley together, it won't be so bad sitting with random strangers to play games. Like, me and her can do just games by ourselves. We can do whatever we want. Plus, we're going to have other friends we know there. 
So that's going to make it better. But having her with me the whole time, I think is going to make it more worth it and a more enjoyable experience than it was this year. Not that it was bad. That's the one thing I always want to emphasize is it wasn't a bad experience, but it was very hyped. And to me, it did not meet the hype. So there's that. But the good times I had were fantastic. The fun parts, the fun games, meeting fun people, trying awesome prototypes that I'm not allowed to talk about. Eating cinnamon rolls with Alan. Eating awesome vegan cinnamon rolls with Alan from Cineholic. If you want to check that out, check out the Tuesday Night Games podcast episode about BGGCon. And we basically have a food porn segment where we talk about those cinnamon rolls at the cinnamon roll shop. We're eating them, talking about their flavors, what we feel, and kind of how BGGCon is. It'll glaze your roll. Oh, that's so lame. <laughs> that's so lame. That's why you married me for my comedic relief. I guess so. But all in all, BGGCon's awesome. When you have a great time there, it is a really great time. It can have its lulls and its lows, but that's just dependent upon you and how you handle social situations and if you have friends nearby or friends that you can hang with basically the whole time. So it's going to depend on you, but it's definitely something worth checking out. It's a little pricey for the badge, but you get free games. We got a free beer glass. We stayed, I stayed in the hotel with Alan, so we just walked downstairs or uh, used the elevator. And so it was really nice. It wasn't bad. They're moving locations this year, or next year, I should say, to a new hotel downtown instead of at the airport. But I say check out BGGCon if it sounds like your kind of thing. If you want to meet people and play with random people and just hang out with some friends, it's the place to go. I personally really enjoy being a fly on the wall at like Gen Con and walking the hall. There's no social pressure to sit and play. You do what you want, when you want, how you want, and you can observe this grand spectacle. It's the exact opposite of BGGCon. And to me, that's super, super intriguing. But at the same time, every time at Gen Con, we always get to the point where we go, I wish we could play some games with our friends. And I feel like BGG is the place to do that. Yeah. And it is. And I'm the opposite of you. Like whenever I have a situation where there's a whole bunch of people that you'd have to interact with, new people that you don't know, and it's the introducing yourself and popping yourself down to play those games. That's really my scene over Gen Con. I like Gen Con. I've had a lot of fun at Gen Con. But like when we went to Token Con, we just sat down, played games with our friends, with random people, whatever. That is what's fun to me. So something like BGG Con is more of my scene. Oh, most definitely. I think that we are thinking about trying out Origins as a convention because I've heard it's the merger of the two. There's a big vendor hall with plenty of stuff to see and buy and purchase and walk through and demo, but then there's a big library and plenty of gaming space as well. So it's kind of a combo. I would like to try that convention at some point, but it was really fun. So at BGGCon, to get past my, you know, social barriers that I was working with the whole time, I played an awesome prototype that I can't talk about. So sorry, it's super awesome, though. I played another late stage kind of prototype that's going to be going to Kickstarter soon. I can talk about called Wavelength. The designers of Wavelength are the same guys who did Monikers. And it's supposed to be hitting Kickstarter before the end of the year. But it's a really neat party game. And it's just a blast to play. It's really fun. It's a good way to get to know how your friends think. And it's just a good time. I think with a, a group of friends of any sort or family or anything, it's going to be a fun game to play. So I'm excited to see that. I played a lot of Duel, which is Sean's game, and him and Alan are looking at that. They've talked about it on their podcast a lot. They're working on it, refining it. It was super fun. We played like eight games of it, I think, and it was fun the whole time. I taught them all how to play Holding On, which we've talked about in an episode. Hi, Michael. <laughs> yep, Michael. We got to talk to Michael some. I got to sit with him. Um, we got a copy of Blank from him, which is their neat little party game. It's very much Uno, but it's kind of Uno Legacy, where... You make cards and make new rules for the game, 
So that way, as you play it with your group, it's slowly changing and developing until you finally finish making all the blank cards in it, and then you have your own customized game that's perfect for parties. So that's going to be really cool. I picked up Railroad Inc., which has been a blast. It's a very, very good roll and write game. I picked up the new Kanban Drivers Edition, and then there's some other games all thrown in there that were some of the free ones and, um, you know, little things we picked up throughout the con. Even though this convention was a little anxiety-provoking for you, you still made the most of it. And I'm really proud of you for doing that, because that is overwhelming. I know that we're the exact opposite when it comes to social situations, but you still made the most and had a lot of fun. And yeah, you got some cool games out of it, too. I got to play games with Isaac Vega, and like I said, Paul Dean from Shut Up and Sit Down. He was there, along with Donald and Nikki Schultz from the Board with Life crew, and they were a blast to sit and play games with. It was them and Sean and Alan and myself, and we played a little game... I don't know what it was. I think it was a Japanese game. And basically, somebody gives you a question like your top five favorite bands. You list them out and everyone has to guess what order you put them in. And then there's five that you like, one that you hate. So that was kind of fun just to get to know them a little bit through that game. I wouldn't necessarily recommend the game, but it was a lot of fun. So that was really cool. But yeah, I got to play cool games. I got to meet Bebo in person. We played the 8-bit box from Yellow. A lot of people bought Keyforge. I got to see Gates and play with them. Sup, Gates? And so it was just a lot of cool stuff. Great things happened. Like I said, it didn't meet the hype for me, but that's my own personal thing. I do recommend BGGCon, though. I think it's going to be a-, a con that's worth going to if you just love playing games with people, especially random people. I love random people. I'll make them all my friends. You do. But BGGCon was fun. I finally got back from it, back into the work routine. Thanksgiving came up. Thanksgiving was good. We didn't do anything game-wise on Thanksgiving but we did over the weekend. But aside from that, it's just been good. We've been hanging out now waiting for what's coming up this weekend. Arkansas, going to our Friendsgivings Miss. Friendsgivings Miss. It's basically a Friends Thanksgiving Christmas with uh, a friend group of ours. We're going to Arkansas for that. And then it's going to be Christmas after that with my brothers and parents, Christmas with your family, and then New Year's. And then somehow it's 2019. And then the 30th episode. Yes, our 30th episode is coming up very quickly, our one year, which is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it's I'm seriously really proud crazy. Of you. It's seriously crazy. We're going to have some good booze then. I hope so. Now, we plan on cracking a mead, the last one, uh, two and a half years old. That's terrible. A penny whistle solo. A penny whistle? I sounded like a really broken flute. Or a clarinet mixed with a flute, mixed with a dying duck. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) So that pretty much sums up the topic for this one. I think we're going to move into the question of the episode to wrap it up. And now, join us for a Malthouse Games podcast special, Pint Size Question. So before we get to the question, we have one more beer to drink. This is another one that Gates brought us when she came to stay. Thanks, Gates. It is from Fulton Brewing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is their pills. It says Continental Pilsner. It's a 5.3 alcohol by volume with 30 IBU. So it looks like it's just going to be a normal pills. Nothing fancy, but we'll give it a try. It's got some front of the mouth hops Mm. in the aroma and that initial taste. It kind of hits you with some hops right up front. I'm trying to put like a my tongue on the the taste of those. But there's no real, like, back-of-the-mouth taste. Like, it's all front It's really smooth in the back. It's like you're drinking a circle. 
It's a good Pilsner. It's got a little bit of a different flavor than most Pilsners. It's not crisp the whole time, but it hits you up front with almost what you would expect to be an IPA, but lighter. And then at the end, it's just smooth. Just smooth and round. But it's really good. And finish. Yeah, it's, it finishes really well. It's not like well. it's lacking. It's just like there's no, no back of the mouth feel, which is really strange, but really good. It has a nice mouth feel to it. It's a solid beer. Yeah, no, I would recommend this one. This is good. You're a solid beer. It's a good summer beer. It would be crisp enough for a summer, but it's also got enough flavor that it's not just, you know, drinking fizzy water. This is a September beer. You think so? A little later in the An year? Oklahoma September beer, where it's still kind of warm every <laughs> once in a while. It's like 75 out. It's like 75, but then tomorrow's going to be 93 and the next day is going to be snow. Surprisingly, that is exactly what Oklahoma does. It jumps all over the place and it's so annoying every single time. So before we get into the question today, I wanted to give a quick shout out to three people, to Alan Girding of the Tuesday Night Podcast, our good friend Allison, and our other good friend Hannah. These are our three Patreon backers that get shout outs on the podcasts. Thank you guys for supporting us. It helps us advance toward the next level of podcast equipment and having a website and things like that. So thank you guys for doing that. You guys are awesome. If you want to be like them and help support us, go to patreon.com slash malthousegames or podpledge.com slash malthousegames. We appreciate you all very, very much. I know Delton had a lot of fun with Alan in Dallas, and so we really appreciate him, you know, really helping Delton to get the podcast up and going, too. We appreciate Allison because she's always been our number one fan. And actually, Allison's going to be working with me at my office. That's right. I forgot about that. So Allison's taking on the administrative assistant position at my office. We're working together, so it's going to be all fun all the time. And then Hannah's one of my best friends, and she recently just moved to Tulsa. She left us, and we're sad forever. Yeah, we don't get to see them too often because we don't go to Tulsa. And then when they come down, they have family, and they usually have to, you know, take their kids to the different family members to visit or things like that. So it's kind of hard to get together. We're all so busy at different times. We miss her, and we appreciate them all very, very much. All three of you are awesome. So the question today is, now that we have traveled to Haley to Canada and me to a convention, what do we want our next together, our next trip, hopefully both of us going together, to a country versus a convention. So what's the next country we want to go to together? And what's the next convention we want to go to together? I want to take Delton to Canada. So whenever I know I mentioned this before. and I first met Delton, he had been to Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico. Woo-hoo. That's it. So together we have visited, what, like 13 states together? Uh, quite a bit now. And then we've also seen both oceans together and just done a bunch of hood rat stuff together. But Delton has never been out of the country, and I think that taking him to Canada would be such a fun experience. I'd love to take him either to Montreal, where we went, or take him to Banff. I would be fine with Canada. I really want to go to Europe. I would love to go to Europe, especially if we could do Greece, or go through Germany, or Belgium. Essen! Yeah, Essenspiel would be cool. But any of those countries, I mean, Europe just has so much rich culture and history that I've read about, where I don't know anything about Canada. And so... That's one of the things with Europe. I can tell you so much about Canada. We can always do that at some point. Oh my gosh. All, like, literally all <laughs> we did for four days was walk around, drink beer, and go to museums. That's it. In bed by nine o'clock, wake up at seven the next morning, do it all over again. I didn't tell you that uh, during BGGCon, there was multiple nights I woke up at five, or multiple mornings, because that's just my normal wake up time now. And I woke up, and I got up, and I was trying to really quietly make coffee, and I decided to stop. And so I read my book, I play on my phone, I stay awake till like 6.30 or 7, and I get up and make coffee. And Alan, I guess, was sleep talking. He was like, are you getting up early so you can go down and take pictures? And I was like, what? 
and just no response. And he was asleep talking. And then he woke up when the coffee was pouring and he was like, are you peeing? And I was like, no. And he just <laughs> laid there. And it was super funny because it was just, it was sleep talking and uh, it was pretty funny. Surprised you didn't do that either. I know. That's what I told him. I sleep talk all the time, but uh, it was pretty good. But in terms of conventions we could go to, I think, like I said, I really want to try Origins. I want to take you to Origins because I can have my vendor hall side going through, meeting people, demoing games, seeing the new stuff. And you can have the sit down, play games, have a library, chill side. Make new friends. So more than Gen Con, it's got more playing. It's got more of that chill and hang out. You. I'm going to make you my friend. So I think that would be a good next one. That or shucks. Or shucks. And shucks it's is in my Canada. Other. Exactly. We could go to Vancouver, Canada. That one seems to be super fun. Everyone said it's very small, but everyone's super nice and it's friendly and it's just a go and play games convention. So that might be the next one too. But those are our two big choices, I think, right now. So we want to go to Canada and we want to go to a convention. Maybe it should be shucks and we just go to both in one. That could be a fun plan. That'll be a lot of fun. So I think that nicely wraps up this shorter episode. We have some stuff to do. We have some friends coming over. And we've got me to work on this evening. At least I do. And I have a 7 a.m. appointment tomorrow. Haley's got an early appointment tomorrow. And we've got plans this weekend in Arkansas. So I've got to get this thing edited and ready to go out. Episode 29. Hopefully we can talk about some of the big party games we played with our friends in Arkansas. Yes, like the game. Exactly. I really want to break out two rooms and a boom for once. And I think we're finally going to have the crowd to do it because it's all of our friends that like to play games. So hopefully we can finally get somebody to sit down and play for 15 friggin' minutes for, with two rooms and a boom. And I cannot screw up the rules this time. Sorry, Alan. That's okay. Those prototypes are uh, a little different and difficult for people like us who had not played the game before, but it was still fun. So I think that wraps this up nicely. If you would, hit us up on all social media at Malthouse Games. If you want to find me personally, it is at Delton Brack and Haley personally at S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-L-Y-G-E-E-K. That is at Squirrely Geek. If you want to email us a question, a game, a topic to cover, anything like that, contact at malthousegames.com. So until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. We'll see you all on episode 29. It's my birthday. See you.